Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. It's the silly season. Our social calendars are chock-a-block full of -of end-of-year celebrations. Some of those will be held at a bar or restaurant, and a lot of them will involve having a drink or two, or more. But with health authorities recently revising the number of drinks safe to consume down, have you considered not having a drink at all this Christmas? Today, we're speaking with a woman who's chosen to give up booze and to find how she balances the Christmas period with Australia's drinking culture. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. In the first update in 10 years, Australian health authorities have revised down what they consider to be a safe level of alcohol consumption. Guidelines from the National Health and Medical Research Council now say that people should drink no more than 10 standard drinks per week in order to reduce the health risks of alcohol. That number used to be 14, two a day. The revision comes after three years of research into how drinking causes us damage and its links to diseases. The NHMRC says this is just advice and not a green light to drink this much and be safe from harm. The sobering truth is, alcohol kills one person every 10 seconds worldwide. That's 4,000 deaths a year here in Australia. It temporarily changes the neural pathways in your brain. It increases your risk of breast cancer, heart disease, stroke, liver failure and a whole range of other cancers. It also contributes to more than 70,000 hospital admissions each year, especially around this time of year. Statistics published by Turning Point and Vic Health show that alcohol-related injuries reach a high during the summer months, beginning from the last working day before Christmas. On Christmas Day, however, that number spikes with a 50% increase in ambulance attendances for intoxication reasons. Added to the physical issues with drinking, at this time of the year, you could also end up doing or saying something while under the influence that damages your career or your relationships. But with the Aussie binge drinking culture and alcohol being the social lubrication we all reach for during this period, can we face the silly season sans booze? On the outside, Maz Compton looked like she had it all. A successful TV and radio career, on the invite list for a host of showbiz events, she would throw back champagnes with some of the country's best-known faces. But for the past few years, she's ditched the drink. So has it affected how she interacts with people socially? Maz, was there a catalyst for your decision to give up booze? Did it take a major incident or was it more of a quieter realisation? Oh, it was about a decade of incidents, actually, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do get asked this a lot and I can't put it down to a specific event that happened that I then went, okay, I definitely need to change tack. But it was more of an accumulation of incidents in my life where I was like, oh, I'm drinking and I don't know how to be here and not do that. That over a long period of time made me get to a point where I was like, I want to stop drinking now and I don't know how. So then I went on a mission to figure out how to do it. So then navigate us through those first few social occasions after you've made your decision. What was it like going into those without that crutch of alcohol? Yeah. So the first few are really tough. So it was the beginning of 2015 and career-wise, it was like the best part of my career on paper. And I was going in to host the Sydney Breakfast Show, which is a bit of a big job. And I decided to stop drinking for a month. But, and this is not an excuse, it's just a context what I was going through. In that industry, there's a lot of social events that you can't just all of a sudden decide to tap out of because you've decided that you want to quit drinking. <laughs> so, and that that came from social stuff with my colleagues to actual legitimate events that I was requested and required to be at to either be in a hosting capacity or in an attendance capacity. And these events are, you walk in the door, someone hands you a glass of champagne. That glass of champagne never gets empty. And it's not because you don't drink it. It's because you don't stop drinking it and somebody keeps filling it up. So that's what I was used to. So January, 2015, there were a few social events that I went to that I did kind of awkwardly stand around drinking soda water checking my phone to see what time it was acceptable to excuse myself to go home Mm -hmm. because it was really difficult. But then I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to own this. And I stopped apologizing. And I think that was the key. So for the first few events, people would be like, hey, do you want a drink? Do you want a beer? Do you want a shot? And I go, no, sorry. Sorry, I'm not drinking. Or no, sorry, I'm just on the waters tonight. That's sort of how I originally would respond. And then I was like, I'm going to own my decisions. And I stopped apologizing and I felt better. So instead of saying, sorry, I just feel like, no, I'm good. And the conversation would just kind of diffused the banter around, oh, you're not drinking and you're lame. And like, let us know when you're back on the juice, when you're fun again, because those comments are very real. And that's something that people will maybe need to face, unfortunately. But if you're going to stop drinking, people are going to have a problem with it. I recently emceed my friend's wedding who is in Alcoholics Anonymous and a lot of her friends she'd met through AA and those guys hit the dance floor harder than anyone else at the party (laughs) from early on because they didn't need warm-up drinks to get to the dance floor. They were on it from the beginning. And when I spoke to a few of them afterwards, a lot of them said that they had to reteach themselves how to be social sober because the expectation is you go out and have a drink and then you can be social. Did you have to retrain yourself to be yourself in those situations because the previous you who was social was helped with a bit of alcohol? It didn't take long because luckily I'm a person that is pretty comfortable in my own skin. Relearning is a great way to phrase that. So relearning how to interact with people without being half cut. It didn't take all that long, even though that was the way that I had socialized for so long, it kind of came back pretty quick. For somebody who's quite introverted and who has used alcohol as their only way to feel confident in a social situation, it might be a a bit of a longer process and a bit more of a big deal. But that wasn't something that I really struggled with. 
I'm pretty ballsy. So once I decided to own my decisions, I was just like middle finger in the air. I'm sober. Like, I don't care what you think. And this is the race that I'm running. I kind of had a bit of an attitude and a bit of sass about it. And I think that also helped me more easily be in those social situations and own it and feel comfortable. Professor Kate Conagrave is an addiction medicine specialist and public health physician at the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. Kate, When someone comes to you and says, I cannot face the holiday season, a work function, a family function without alcohol, what tools do you give them to help them start facing these things sober? It's a good question because there can be a lot of pressure to drink at many different functions. So I suppose for starters, we start getting a feel for what is it that makes it so hard. Is it the peer pressure and everyone pushing alcohol on them and saying, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you drinking? Or is it they have really bad social anxiety and they're relying on the alcohol to cope with all the socialising or relying on it for confidence? Or is it that they've got addicted to the alcohol and they've got an overpowering desire to drink even if they know it causes lots of problems for them? I suppose the key point is whether they're hooked on it. And to work out whether they're hooked on it, we work out how much control have they got over it. The fact they've come asking for help suggests that they may not have much control over the drinking. So we'd be checking till they get the shakes if they don't get it, in which case they might need treatment for alcohol withdrawal. Or is it something that with counselling and with guidance they can cut down? Or do they need a medicine to help them stay dry? So, for example, for someone who drinks in particular at parties, but it gets really out of control when they drink at parties, if they're hooked on alcohol, we sometimes prescribe them naltrexone. And that's a medicine that just slightly reduces the reward from drinking. And it makes it easier to say, I didn't really want to go above two drinks, for example, and helps them to realize they can control it. But if they're not dependent and it's a milder problem, then often linking them with a counselor or some support and some techniques, tricks like having a non-alcoholic drink in their hand so that people aren't always trying to top it up. You know, tricks like having something to eat, having water between drinks. There's a lot of practical tricks that can help too. Some people get a lot of support out of groups, mutual support groups. Some people go to smart recovery. You don't have to be alcoholic to go to that, but if you're just starting to have a few troubles controlling it or, you know, want a bit of extra support and motivation to getting alcohol back to the place in your life that you want it to have, then smart can offer some help. Some people like Hello Sunday Morning. That's a site where people celebrate how good it feels to wake up sober on a Sunday and enjoy your day, be able to go to the beach or enjoy times with your family without being hungover. So there's a huge range of options. But if you do think you're hooked on grog and you're getting the shakes when you don't get it, go and see your doctor. There's your GP or the specialist drug and alcohol units and they can give you some tips on what's there to manage the withdrawal or to give you relapse prevention medicines to help you stay dry afterwards. So what does Maz say when people tell her that no way, I can't possibly face the Christmas season without a drink or 10? For me, there was a shift where I stopped running away from something and I started working towards. So originally I was like, I'm just going to not drink anymore. And then it switched to, I want to be the best, healthiest version of myself. And these decisions every day of not drinking are helping me achieve that goal. And I think that's also why I've had the sustainability of five years of being sober without having to kind of put a tally mark on the wall every day. It's just who I am now. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Ellie Beattie with audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, you can head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. 
And if you're keen for a bit of girl chat that sometimes wanders into inappropriate territory, then meet your new podcast BFFs, Kelly Flex and Lem, the Overshare crew. The girls talk about everything from cheating to being attracted to your friends, you know, all the things you'd normally talk to your best girlfriends about. Check out Overshare in your favourite podcast app.